You're listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, Episode 48. Welcome to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, where we explore public health epidemiology careers and share tips and strategies to help you enter or transition into the field. And now your host, Dr. Charlotte Hughes-Huntley. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this episode today. Today, I want to speak with you about the importance of good communication skills in public health. Now, this is regardless of where you really want to work in public health. I think that it is important to have good communication skills on every level in every aspect of public health. And I'm going to explain a few examples of why that's important and then also a few ideas and tips about how you can uh, really develop those skills, refine those skills, enhance those skills, wherever you are, if you're the person who feels like, you know, very low level of communication skills, or if you feel that you're doing, you know, you're pretty good with that, there's still some areas that you can improve. Um, I guess we all can, you know, so I want to speak to that a little bit um, in this episode today. So I guess to really start out, I I really thought about this in terms of the discipline of public health, because public health communications is a career field, a discipline within public health that is a growing field. And that in and of itself, it speaks to, in my opinion, it speaks to the importance of, you know, really having good communication skills, that this is a growing discipline, you know, by itself. And I mean, that's from the National Institutes of Health the World Health Organization, the CDC, you read any of your textbooks, I mean, they're all speaking to the importance of public health communication. So if you really think about it, back to our, you know, communication is essential to just being able to promote and protect the health of the public. If you think about it, how are we able to get that message across if we don't have good communication still? So I think of it as really, it is really essential to what we're trying to accomplish in the overall goal of public health, mission of public health. So it's an important skill. It shouldn't be limited to just that discipline of public health careers, but it should be, like I said, a vital skill for all professionals to really develop effective communication skills. So let's give just a couple of examples of good, I guess maybe the need for good communication skills. So one thing that comes to mind is the ability to communicate effectively with our coworkers and among our team at work. This is really important to think about where I work, for example, within the pharmaceutical industry, we have a team of analytical people who are epidemiologists and um, analysts, and then we have our customer service or client services team. So sometimes our clients will have a question about maybe the details of some report that's been put together. Well, when that question first hits our company, it filters through our client services department. So when client services reaches out to, if I'm the author of that report, for example, they may reach out to me and ask, you know, relay that question or that message from the client. They're trying to work in as an intercessor in a sense. So when they reach out to me and ask the question or they pass along that information, because they may not understand the detailed analytics in that report, or they may not fully understand what the client's question is. So when I receive that message, I have to make sure that I am clearly explaining what needs to be relayed to the client. When I talk to client services team, I need to speak effectively. I need to be able to communicate effectively with them. At the same time, the client services team needs to have effective communication because they need to relay that information to me so that I understand what the client's needs are. So ultimately, even though I'm an epidemiologist and I'm creating these, you know, in-depth statistical analyses, and I'm really 
in front of the computer screen and typing up, you know, numbers and, you know, doing the analysis and preparing these reports that go out to the client. I rarely speak directly with the client. However, I need to have good communication skills because when the questions arise, I need to be able to explain that to the client or explain that to another member of my team who may not be as familiar with the epidemiological methods that I used. So that effective communication is important for different members of my team and different parts of the the teams that make up the organization where I work. And that's the same regardless of what field you're in. If you're working at the local health department and you're in one field, if you're an epidemiologist at the local health department and you need to speak and work with a public health nurse or someone in in public health promotion, they're putting together campaigns, for example, to reach a community. You need to be able to effectively communicate with members of your team within your team and then from team to team. It's just a really important aspect of making sure that as a whole, we're able to further the mission. So that's just one example of how those communication skills are important with your coworkers and among your team at work. Another example is within the communities that you serve. So think about um, the patients or the victims, if it has to do with an event, or say the people with the disease or condition that you're targeting. It could be maybe the children, maybe you're working with children or teenagers or elderly or parents. Um, The types of communities are just endless, but your ability to communicate effectively with the community that you serve is really important. Now, the example I'll use here is with the nonprofit organization that I serve. And the population that we serve are long-haul truck drivers. These are truck drivers who spend weeks at a time traveling around the country, delivering goods and products to um, locations all around the country. And so they are weeks away at a time from their families and from their home. And they have a lot of environmental factors that affect their health as they're traveling and they have limited ability. So when I am working with a nonprofit organization and we're putting together either whether it's research or an intervention, the ability to effectively communicate with the people in my community, the truck drivers, is really important. They're not going to care about my statistical analysis and my fancy language and my charts and graphs if they can't understand how that's important to them. So I need to be able to make sure that I'm taking this complex information and presenting it in a way that they can easily understand and be empowered to use it to help themselves. At the same time, I need to be an effective communicator by being able to listen and relate to the community and hear what the messages are coming back so that I know how to best serve and um, provide services for my community as well. So that communication is really important within the communities that we serve, and it's a two-way communication. So just being able to speak effectively is one part of it, but being able to hear and understand and just communicate you know, both two-way communication with your community is really important skill. And sometimes that's not as easy as we think it is. We can talk with our friends, we can speak with our family, but when we're in a professional setting in public health and we're dealing with vulnerable populations, especially, it becomes even more important that that skill is refined and really fully developed to the best of your ability to be able to do your job really effectively. What about stakeholders? You know, that's another example, being able to communicate with stakeholders. Maybe they're caregivers of the patients, you know, within your populations or, you know, the victims or um, just partnering with these agencies. Think about the example I used just a minute ago with the nonprofit organization that I'm a part of, the long haul truck drivers. When I am, you know, the truck drivers are the community, but the stakeholders may be the trucking company owners or maybe the truck stops where the drivers are spending a good bit of their time. 
then my ability to speak with and interact with and communicate with the stakeholders is really important. You know, it may be, you know, again, the caregivers, the, the spouse or the people, the support team for the truck drivers that, that are on the road, they have their family members and their support at home. Those are stakeholders. Like I said, the, the company owners, the, um, the truck stop owners or the people that are involved in the truck stop. Sometimes there are multiple businesses that are part of a truck stop. But the ability to communicate with those stakeholders is really important because they need to understand what our vision and our mission as the nonprofit to, you know, the campaign that we're trying to promote. We need to be able to understand and communicate, understand what their, the, the stakeholders are going to be giving to us as in terms of needs or restrictions or guidelines or rules that they're relaying to us about the industry. We need to be able to communicate effectively, you know, build those relationships, have those communication skills that are so refined and so, uh, and I, do, I think of this as something, I don't think you ever truly just arrive and you're just the top communicator and you're done and you don't have to work on it anymore. I think communication is an ever evolving skill. It's something that we need to work on continuously. If you think about the nature of, of how technology changes and how rules and changes and regulations shift, and we need to be really um, continuing to develop those and further develop those communication skills to, to really be in touch with what's going on, you know, to connect with the members of the community and the stakeholders that we're serving. All right. Then another example, of course, is the written communication. Okay. Think about the importance of, you know, communication skills, but having really strong, effective communication skills as it relates to written communication. Um, there's social media that's used vastly within public health agencies, whether it's private or governmental sectors, you know, being able to effectively communicate through written communication is so important. Social media platforms in the way of, of posts and sharing messages and responding to the community as they interact with you in those social media uh, platforms, uh, brochures, flyers, emails, newsletters, I mean, it goes on. Any type of written communication, the ability to have effective, you know, to effectively communicate through the written word is very important in public health um, on this level. It's just another example of how it's really important. And then you think about the combination, you know, of written and spoken word. So when you get into promoting an event, like say a health fair or some sort of health promotion campaign, that's going to use a combination of both written communication and spoken communication. So we need to be able to effectively communicate within our communities, with our stakeholders, and even beyond. Okay, so let's move into a little bit about some ways to develop, um, you know, this communication skill, this ability to communicate. So one of the examples I have here is, I made some notes here, but I'm just looking back. In order to develop your communication skills, um, I talk about this all the time. And I know you guys are probably getting tired of it, but it is so true. Okay. The public health careers workshops that we've developed are a vital component because they teach you how to develop. You're able to get experience and develop these skills that I'm speaking to. So within the neighborhood, within uh, volunteering with your church or community health organizations, getting involved in the community on a volunteer basis, leading a health promotion campaign or online health promotion campaign volunteer in any of those areas, like I've, you know, each of those, we have workshops that will teach you how to set up 
those three areas, whether you want to work within a faith-based organization or using online tools and technology or just volunteering in general, you can learn through enrolling in one of those workshops. But that is one of the most effective ways to gain these communication skills that I'm talking about and to really refine these skills. You know, you can... I'm going to give you a few examples. Like I said about the community church, getting involved with the church is an amazing way, especially if you're already involved in your church or you're attending church, you're already there. You can start to find ways to develop communication skills within those organizations. You can do this within your neighborhood. You can organize a neighborhood walk. You know, you know, there's a lot of different steps to go through, but this are just examples. What about safety? Like safety is a part of public health. What if you could organize a safety promotion campaign? Being able to communicate that from the very beginning of who to contact, how to contact and get the permissions that you need to get to set this up or, or who to communicate with to partner and get this arranged. All of the steps that you're going through to set this up is going to help you develop those communication skills. And then, of course, getting the information out as well. And then um, I there was someone who enrolled in the workshop that we have for leading health promotion using online tools and technology. She immediately jumped in and led a 21-day health challenge on Facebook using a Facebook group. And that was an excellent way to gain or to refine some communication skills because of that platform. She's having to communicate using that social media platform because that's going to involve the written communication. And depending on if she's got people in her local community, she may also incorporate, you know, speaking in that promotion. So that's one example. Um, Another one would be at work. You can lead health promotion campaign at work. You know, you can connect with whoever you need to get those permissions from. Maybe it's something simple that you do as a part of a lunch hour during the in the break room. Um, you may do a spoken piece to share some information, um, or you may draft a flyer and post it somewhere in your break room and you lead, you know, you're communicating some health tips or whatever. There's a number of ideas of how you can do it. Um, exactly what the messages would be, but the idea of being able to use either your neighborhood where you live, you know, where you're already participating, you can walk, you can do some sort of safety campaign, your church, if you're a part of your church, you know, find ways to get involved there, to speak, to share information through flyers, making brochures, posters, and even where you're working already. And then, of course, there's a social media platform. So those are some some ideas about how you can develop some communication skills or refine your communication skills and kind of break out of, uh, I guess, maybe get the ball rolling. That, that's the way I would look at it. Think of it as those are some good ways to get started. If you're doing nothing and you think it, the idea of all of this being so overwhelming, if you start right where you are, like I've said many times already, then the one thing that you can focus on is the communication style, the communication aspect of it. So perhaps you're sharing some very simple information, but it's the act of speaking to the people about it or drafting the document, the flyer, the brochure, or the online platform, whatever it is you're going to use to communicate that information. You're developing those really important communication skills. And that sort of practice is really important. Just like the person who um, you know, had enrolled in that program, the Online Tools and Technology Leading Public Health Promotion Campaign, Um, she did the 21 day challenge and she was so charged up. So that really gave her instant gratification, great sense of confidence boosting. And then she jumped right into something else after that. So those are some ideas for, you know, getting started on developing, you know, that skill. Then, um, I'll go further on to just give you some more examples. Um, if you have the opportunity to present 
any health information, whether it's your research or um, any sort of, if there's a conference, it could be a, a, a local meeting, it could be even a gathering at work or, you know, the same thing. If you have the opportunity to present research, that is a great way to get some real communication experience. I mean, to get some, to really do some skill building, because when you're at you're in a position where you're presenting and you give the information out. You may have a short few minutes that you present the information and then you have an open part of that where they're going to ask questions and you have to answer the questions. Now, it's not the intimidation factor like, oh my gosh, I've got to study for this. I've got to prepare for this. What if they ask something I can't answer? That, you know, you kind of get over all of that. But when you are, if you can put yourself in a situation where you're presenting research in some way or in that kind of setting, that is one of the best ways to get some real experience really quickly to get over the jitters, but to help you really practice what it feels like to communicate because you have to understand what they're asking you and then turn around and answer the question and make sure that it's answering the question that, you know, your response is answering the question that they raised. And it's, it's a little different than a regular just conversation with a buddy or a friend because you're having to listen and then speak and then enter, you know, exchange that information that is related to, you know, this technical knowledge or this public health aspect or this information that it's different than a casual conversation where you're just kind of you know, having that flow, but this is where you're trying to make sure that the information is being relayed as it should be and as it needs to be relayed. Then I'll also mention um, there's disaster relief. You know, think about a few places that come to mind, the American Red Cross, um, the United Way. There's several other nonprofit organizations that are, I think, of boots on the ground whenever there's a hurricane, a flood, a natural disaster, or some, you know, uh, act of terrorism, or if there's any type of tragedy, these organizations are on the ground helping the victims, helping the people who have been affected or impacted, and getting those resources to them very quickly and in an immediate situation, in an immediate setting, you know. So if you're able to get involved in any aspect of that type of relief, then that is uh, way to get some experience. I have done some work like that with American Red Cross, and it was after disaster, natural disasters, and flood victims is mainly the the last one that I was participating in. So in those situations, people are distraught. There's a high emotion level. I mean, sometimes people are um, really, I won't say irrational, but they're they could be anything from super depressed and down and not really speaking or so anxious or they're they're frightened and overwhelmed and scared and their communication is not clear and thought through and organized but you have to have the ability to adjust to them and understand you know where they're coming from you have to have empathy but also be able to get the information from there that you need to get to be able to help them and then also relay the information that you're trying to relay to them if it's in terms of the next steps or what needs to be done. So that is also an opportunity to get involved and to help and to serve and to get those really develop and refine those communication skills. For some people that may be a little too much, but for some people maybe exactly what they want to need. Some people are problem solvers and they love to roll up their sleeves and jump in on things like that. And some people are a little overwhelmed by it. But these are just some examples to get you to think about all the different ways that you can get involved with the intent of developing your communication skills. And of course, there are a number of other skills that you could develop out of volunteering. But in terms of communication, these are some of the ways that you can really do that. Um, I'll give you one more example. At work, 
if you, depending on where you work, there may be an opportunity to get involved in safety, communications regarding safety. So maybe it's presenting safety information or leading a training or something along those lines. Those are some ideas, uh, you know, depending on where you work, you would need to find out who to speak with. And again, that's all a part of the, the act of getting the experience is reaching out to those people and who can make those decisions and who can help you set that up and give you the permissions that you need to either to go forward or to direct you in another area. But those are some ideas and some ways to get involved in really developing those communication skills. And I really encourage you all to do that, to think about that. Um, these are not things to overwhelm you, but I think about the importance of something as simple as, and I say simple as this, because in some ways we have missed opportunities because we're just not, we're, we think that it's not as important or we don't think that it would matter as much, but it really does matter. And there are things that you can do right where you are to really grab the important essential skills that are necessary to help stack everything in your favor. So if you're, I'm really, this is applied to everyone, but if you're a student and I say this all the time because it is so true and it's so important. You really have to find ways to overlap this. You can't just have your head down in the books as you go through your program. But taking on some of these things um, does not have to be added work. It's just being a little clever and a little creative about the time that you're already spending. So if you can find ways to integrate and get these communication skills refined, develop them and refine them as you're going on and make sure you're documenting that, you know, what you do. Documenting it is, is huge. It's important to, to do it, but then you need to document in some way that you've done that so that you can present that to your future you know, your potential employer when you're ready to interview and look for a job. So developing communication skills are essential. Even if you don't think you'll ever really be face-to-face with your community um, members, your um, your customers, or you're not really going to have that client-facing interaction, you still need to develop those communication skills for the sake of communicating with your team. And because you can't underestimate the importance of that, because just because you may not be face to face with the client, what you do will get trickled down to the community that you serve and it needs to be impactful. So again, I say it over and over and over again, but it's so important that you understand that developing communication skills that you can do through a volunteer effort or through a leading a health campaign effort, through your work, through your community, um, through the local church, through your neighborhood, there's so many places that you can you can interject these opportunities. So I encourage you to think about that, to look for those opportunities, and to take some sort of action to start developing those skills and to help yourself be more prepared for the career that you want to move into. All right, hope this has been helpful, you guys. Until the next time, have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast at drchuntley.com.